This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. It's been a very busy time for investors and economists alike. Rising interest rates and inflation in most major economies, high energy prices, big rises and falls in equities and plenty of uncertainty has marked the past few weeks in financial markets. Today, I wanted to get a perspective about what it means for bond investors. Tim Hext is Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. Tim, welcome to The Point. Thank you, Sean. Have you enjoyed the last couple of weeks with so much going on? (laughs) Probably not high on my list of weeks you want to go through all the time, but it's certainly interesting. And, you know, we sometimes complain not enough's going on, so we can't complain when a lot's going on. But it has potentially been probably the busiest in terms of volatility start to a single year that I've seen since 1994. So, yeah, very interesting. Okay, so it's all about inflation and interest rates. And Mm. last week we saw the Reserve Bank, the US Fed, the Bank of England, all lift rates. What's going to happen? Is this going to continue for how long, for how much, that type of thing? Well, basically, every central developed market central bank, with the exception of Japan, who's always a little bit different, is in a race back to neutral. Now, we can talk in a minute about where neutral interest rates are, but all of them had extraordinary loose monetary policy with COVID. All of them realise now at varying degrees, and most realised this late last year or very early this year, the RBA was very late to the party. But most of them realise that's no longer appropriate. And given where inflation is, they need rates back to neutral as a starting point. You can have the discussion where they go from neutral later, but really we just need to get them back to neutral. And for Australia and the US, neutral is generally considered somewhere around two and a half. Now, neutral is not an academic term in that there is no exact point you can say it, but you know, given if you look at inflation targets and real rates being where they are, two and a half is a good starting point to think of. So Australia has started at almost zero. We got our first 25 in. The Reserve Bank has told you that they will be moving back to neutral. That's almost locked in. The only real discussion point, I guess, is the speed at which they do it. Offshore, they're in, a, in quite, they're going very quickly. So the US is doing 50 points at a time now. In other words, potentially they get to neutral by the end of the third quarter. I think Australia will take longer. And that's one of the things we can talk about as well is that the market has a lot more hikes priced in than potentially the RBA think they need to do. Okay. Neutral infers that that's kind of normal inflation level or normal interest rates level given the inflation in the market. How do we work the supply side shift that's happened over the past 12 months into that? Does that come out and then we get to neutral? I'm just trying to marry up supply side and neutral. Part of the the beauty for central banks is their tightenings will look like they hit inflation because inflation will come off anyway through time with a couple of caveats. And I thought this back in January. And in January, clearly, I didn't know the Ukraine situation was going to evolve. And I didn't know that China would be pursuing zero COVID. Those two things have extended and elongated the supply side shocks that COVID first brought on. So by now, really, we should start to be seeing inflation coming off a little bit as good prices start to come off the boil as supply side increases. Now, that's been pushed back even further. And it's been pushed back far enough that there is now a genuine concern in central banks that if it happens for too long, it sort of becomes self-perpetuating. 
as in what happens is people believe that prices are going to remain high for long. They then start to seek much higher wage outcomes. The higher wage outcomes feed back into inflation by increasing business costs. And you end up in a a sort of a version of what happened in the 1970s. And that's the concern. That concern wasn't there six months ago because by now, if it wasn't for those two events I mentioned, you should start to be starting to see some relief coming through on the goods prices side. And we're not seeing that at the moment. Okay. So investor terms, how should I be thinking about bonds given we are in an inflationary environment, but what you've just said then is that price rises will come off somewhat? Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, our view has been that inflation this decade will be around about 2.5% on average, as opposed to closer to 1.6 last decade. So we buy into the long-term inflation story, but only around those levels. The levels we're seeing now won't last, but they will remain quite elevated for another two years at least. And that's just because of the way the mechanics go through the system. So, you know, you're not going to see inflation in Australia head back to two and a half in the next 12 or 18 months. It will be above three. Obviously, near term, it's, it's more like five or six. I think Reserve Bank's forecasting 6% for the end of the year, which I think is a little bit too high. So they've gone from uh, having forecast far too low to now being slightly mm-hmm. too high. But it look, doesn't really matter whether it's five or six. The point is it's going to end up probably around three to four for at least a couple of years after this year. Now, that's still too high, but it's comfortably high in Reserve Bank's thinking. You've got to remember they had inflation below 2% for the best part of five or six years. So to have it above 3%, provided it's not going north at a quick rate, you know, they can handle 3 to 4% inflation for a two or three year period, which is what we're likely to get. Now, that's important because it means they won't need to tighten rates beyond neutral because, in other words, they're not going to have to hit the nuclear option of crushing demand through very high rates to get inflation back under control. Now, that's crucial because... You know, a lot of people are now making comparisons to the 1970s and early 1980s, and that's what they ended up doing then. It was the idea of whatever it takes. In other words, we are prepared to do it. Now, in the US, there are signs that perhaps there's a little bit more of a view at the US Fed that we are going to have to push our luck a little bit on the economy to crush inflation. But again, it's sort of a race against time. How quickly can the global economy open up, alleviating supply pressures? versus how high rates are going to have to go. And that's really a story I think next year is going to be particularly interesting. So if I've got money, should I be thinking about government bonds at the moment, given what they're yielding and given the prognosis you've just given me? Okay, well, let me say two things which are very important. Firstly, rates are already there. The market, as in market pricing, as in what you can achieve by buying securities, has three-year rates in Australia up through 3%. So if you buy a three-year bond today, you're going to get a 3% return for the next three years. So forget where your term deposit or cash rates are today. The market is already factoring in 3% cash rates. And in fact, the market believes they're going to get there almost by the end of this year. Now, I think they're probably going to end up the year closer to two than three. But the point is the market is pricing. So if you buy a bond today, you are buying the expected interest rates in the future, which are quite high. So a 10-year bond is now 3.5%. Now, it was only the last time we spoke that they were sort of heading through 2.5%. And I said, look, if you're underweight bonds, you might want to start thinking about getting back to neutral. I think they're starting to get into the territory where you could even look at going overweight bonds. Now, 
Why do I think that? Well, keep it simple. I do believe inflation eventually heads back to 25 to 3%. And I believe real interest rates, in other words, the return you get above inflation, shouldn't move a lot higher than where they are now, which is around about 1% for 10 years. In other words, if you give the government your money today, you are, in a sense, locking in an inflation rate somewhere around 25 plus an extra 1% return on top, which in my mind for a risk-free asset is quite a good return. This isn't, you know, we're not trying to compare it to equities because they've got very different characteristics. So my advice now is absolutely people should be thinking in the medium to long term about bonds starting to represent good value. Do I guarantee you at three and a half, they're not going to four? Of course not. Momentum is quite strong at the moment. Right at this point in time, the numbers remain very high for inflation. You know, there's a lot of concerns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you've got to remember this. If the government is going to, central banks are going to keep tightening, eventually they run the risk of tipping the economy into recession. At that point, your risk assets are going to have a terrible time of it and bonds will start performing very strongly. And it's always like they say, whether you talk about umbrellas on a dry day or straw hats in winter, you've got to look at getting your protection before the event happens because by the time the event is happening, it's almost too late. So I would say that people with a medium to long-term time horizon should absolutely be starting to think about is there a place for bonds in their portfolio Uh, as i emphasized before at least get back to neutral whatever that is for you but also potentially look at perhaps going overweight some bonds near term tim thank you for talking to the point it's a pleasure sean thank you for your time that was tim hext head of government bond strategies at pendle you've been listening to the point podcast from pendle i'm sean aylmer 